Welcome to 80s Action Pod. I am Jay the Movie Guy, amateur podcaster who's doing this for fun. A chance for me to uh, re-watch movies from the 80s and TV shows from the 80s and to uh, reminisce, jump on here and talk about them for a little bit. I know my first two episodes, I took a few minutes and told you about a little bit about myself, but this episode, I got some more stuff on the back end that I want to talk about, so I'm just going to jump right into the movie. So, uh, welcome to 1982. All right, let me take you to October 22nd of 1982. We're going to talk about the birth of an action movie icon. We're going to talk about Sylvester Stallone's first non-Rocky blockbuster. So, obviously, we know we're going to be talking about First Blood. First Blood is about a Vietnam veteran who comes home and he's trying to reconnect with some uh, former friends and people from his unit. So the movie starts with Sylvester Stallone, John Rambo, walking along the highway up in uh, Washington State. And the credits are rolling and all that, but you see him walking along the highway, beautiful scenery in the background. And uh, he comes up to this house, a couple kids playing, and he makes his way down. To, uh, to the lady, and uh, he's like, I can't remember the guy's name, I forgot to write it down, but he was like, I'm here to see him. And she's like, well, who are you? And he says, well, we were in NOM together, pulled out a picture, showed it to her. And she says, well, he's gone. And John, not realizing what she's saying, was like, oh, he's gone. Well, uh, when will you be back? And she goes, no, he died a year ago. The cancer took him. He brought it back with him from Vietnam. That orange stuff they sprayed on the bushes. So now John's like, oh, all right. So he gives her a picture of the unit. And uh, he he starts walking away. And then he's starting walking down the highway again now, realizing he is the last member of his unit from Vietnam. Still alive. Now we uh, go to our sheriff, played by the great Brian Dennehy. And uh, he's walking into his office, talking to people in the streets and all that. And you could tell he's a, uh, he's well-liked, but he's also a very stern by the book sheriff. He gets in there, he talks to his, uh, talks to his deputies for a little bit and all that. And he heads back out to go on patrol. Then we go back to John and he's walking down the road. He comes up to Hope, Washington. And he starts walking into town when the sheriff sees him. Pulls up alongside him and going, Hey, where are you heading? Rambo shrugs his shoulders. I don't know. And uh, north or south? And he goes, I guess north. He says, well, jump in. I'll give you a ride. So John gets in the car with the sheriff and they start driving. And he says, where are you heading? He says, Portland, I guess. He goes, well, Portland's south. And he says, oh, okay. Changes the subject. He goes, Hey, is there any place around here I can get something to eat? And uh, the sheriff's like, yeah, about 30 miles down, there's a great diner. He goes, no, what about in this town? Is there any law against me eating eating here? And he goes, yeah, me. I have this nice little boring town, and I get paid very well to keep this town quiet. And we don't want your type around here. And John's like, well, why are you pushing me, man? I mean... I just want some food. I'm just passing through. And he goes, well, we don't want your kind. 
because you show up and we'll have more show up and then we'll be just a town full of vagrants. So, Sheriff takes him out, drops him off at the end of town. And uh, he says, have a good day. Turns around, starts heading back into town. And John Rambo's like, oh, hell no. Hell no. So he turns around and he starts walking back into town. That's when the sheriff's like, ah, oh, crap. So he turns around, flips on the lights. And a uh, little bit of, a, I don't want to say a scuffle, an argument. And John kind of resists arrest a little bit and says, all right, that's it. I'm taking you in for vagrancy. Throws him in the back of the police car and takes him into town. And I'm assuming, they really don't say, but I'm assuming it's like a Friday or a Saturday when this is happening because they get in there and say, all right, we're going to book him. He's got to look presentable for the judge on Monday. So they sit there and they're looking at him and everything like this. And they pull out the iconic Rambo knife. And it's like, holy heck, what's that for? And it's for hunting. He says, what are you bringing down, an elephant? So that's the first time you ever get to see the, uh, the Rambo knife. And I, I a little sidebar here. I always wanted one when I was a kid, but I was never allowed one. So I, I thought they were pretty sweet. So now back, back at the police station here, they're trying to fingerprint him and John's giving him a hard time doing his fingerprints, but they finally get them and they said, well, clean him up. So they strip him naked and they put him in a holding cell and they get a fire hose. And they start spraying him down and cleaning him up. And one of the uh, deputies is like, what the hell is all over him? As you see the scars and the bullet holes and burns on him. He says, should we call somebody? And he's like, nah, he's he's fine. He's fine. So they get him all that. They get him kind of dressed. They get him in his uh, tank top and his jeans. And they get him over there. And now, there's, now they're going to shave him. And... Uh, they sit there and there's like three of them trying to hold him down and going, come on, let's, let's get the, get the lotion on him. He says, no, nah, he's tough. We don't need any shaving lotion on him. And th- this is when John has a flashback of being a POW in Vietnam. And, uh, he goes nuts taking on seven or eight different police officers. One of the officers, he, uh, the elbows in the nose and he actually broke the guy's nose and that's why later on in the movie, you see him with a Band-Aid on his nose for quite a while. So he, he fights these officers. He, he finally, he grabs his, grabs his stuff and he runs out of the building. And one of the officers is running out after him with a gun. And uh, John like turns around and he now it's a crowded street. And he's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And a guy comes by in a motorcycle and he clothes lines him and he grabs the dirt bike motorcycle as a, uh, the one deputy pulls up the gun and he's getting ready to shoot him. And the sheriff comes up and he grabs the gun and says, pedestrians, you can't do that. So John Rambo, he takes off on this dirt bike out of town and the sheriff runs and gets his car and he's following him out. And, uh, the other, one of the other officers is like, all right, we know where he's heading. I'm going to go see, see what I can do and maybe get a helicopter. So you got this chase going on, Rambo going through town and up a mountain, up a up a mining road and as he's going up and the sheriff's right behind him they get a little bit of loose gravel and the sheriff's car rolls down the embankment and flips so he's like calls for another another unit to come up and pick him up and he gets taken back and he's like alright he goes back to the station and he says alright guys come on let's go we're gonna go, go, go out and get him well now John he gets up as far as he can and the bike won't go up the mountain anymore 
So he leaves the bike and he sprints up and he keeps running up. He comes up to a uh, an old mining area here where there's some rope and a tarp and different things here and there. So he kind of supplies up because I mean he's now in the woods in the great nor- in the northwest wearing a tank top, jeans, and boots. That's it. He has his knife, so he he grabs his tarp and grabs his rope and he starts he starts going and up and he gets to the top and he's at a cliff and all of a sudden you hear the helicopter and uh, he's like oh no and he's on the edge of the cliff and the helicopter's there so he starts climbing down the cliff and the helicopter's looking for him and they see him the, the the deputy leans out and fires a shot and he misses John's just just behind an embankment enough so the helicopter comes around again and he shoots again and misses John's trying to climb down and he's having a hard time so see the uh the deputy's trying to get a clearer shot. He unbuckles and he leans out a little bit further. And at that moment, John looks down and he jumps and lets go. And he falls down through some pine trees and all that on his way down to the ground. One thing with this is the yell that uh, Sylvester Stallone yells out that made the movie. When he lands, he supposedly hurt his shoulder a little bit. But what it was is uh, Sylvester Stallone actually hurt his ankle pretty bad jumping that they actually had to take a couple days off of shooting for it to heal up that was his that was the yell of him hurting his ankle that actually made the movie but he he falls down through this pine tree and he lands and he finally gets up and now the helicopter's coming down real low just above this uh there's a, a small creek that runs down through this and this, the, off this cliff and all that and he's got a clear shot and he shoots and misses Rambo and he hides behind this tree and the helicopter pulls around try to get another shot and the pilot tells him, there's an updraft here. It, it, it's fighting me on the helicopter. And he says, just bring it around, bring it around. I got a shot, I got a shot. So as he pulls up and he gets ready to shoot, and he hits the tree that Rambo's hiding behind. And now he reloads and John takes, comes out and he grabs this rock and he throws it and he hits the helicopter. And the helicopter starts going up, but it kind of jerks. And uh, the deputy falls, falls about 45 feet onto rocks to his death. And uh, John, the helicopter takes off and John runs over and checks him just to make sure he's alive or whatever. And he checks him and he's, he's dead. So John takes the radio, takes his gun and a couple other things that he's going to need. As he's sitting there, the sheriff now is back and you can see him up on top of the cliff. And they're like, oh my word, he killed him, he killed him. Not knowing what had happened with the helicopter and everything like that, that it was his own dumb stupidity for uh, unbuckling in a helicopter so now they're like all right we're going to come get you so john runs back off into the woods and now he got he has a little bit of head start and using what he learned in vietnam he set some booby traps so as the soldiers are coming in they're not the soldiers the uh, the deputies are coming in after him they're making their way through and uh, john's using what he was trained to do and one by one he he takes him out. He, he incapacitates him. He doesn't kill him. Um, he even tricks one of the officers to shoot another officer in the shoulder and all that. And he has this slingshot type thing that traps and puts spikes into this one guy's knee, legs. Um, he ties and hog almost high hog ties another guy up. And finally he comes up to the sheriff and he comes out of nowhere and holds him up against a tree and puts his knife to his throat and said, don't push it. I'll give you a war you cannot win. And he lets him go and he runs back off into the woods. Now the sheriff, 
he regroups his people, they get the ambulances, they take them all back, and they they get back to the station and they're like, what the hell, who the hell would do some, do, how would someone be like that? And all of a sudden a voice, well, I made him. And all of a sudden here's this colonel, the guy who trained Rambo. And he tells him, he says, what you do is he will, he is trained to do this. We would send him in to the crappiest places in the world to kill the people and get out. What you do is you make your net, your, 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 your drag net here and you, uh, you just leave an opening and you just let him slip through. You just let him go. And he's like, oh no, 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 I can't do that. I want him now. He killed, killed the officer. And he's like, well, if you're going to go after this, you're going to need a, you're going to need good supply of body bags. It was like, ah, I don't think so. We're going to call in the National Guard. So that's what they do. They bring in the weekend warriors. The National Guards come in. And now they they go, get on the trail and they start taking them and following them up. And uh, and there's some hunters up in the woods too. And he comes across. The hunters are now hunting them down. And the National Guard's up there. And uh, he comes up to about a 15, 16-year-old boy. Scares the crap out of him sits there and he he like looks for a second and then he just takes his gun and he chucks it into the woods and leaves the kid and he heads off and now the hunters are shooting at him and he's he's making his way up to the uh, entrance to the mine and all of a sudden here come the national guard they get there and he's inside the mine and he steps out and he holds him down behind some logs and they're like well, you go in and get them. I ain't going to get them. You go get them. Hey, I only do this once every other weekend or whatever. So it's kind of funny on how they're, they're the weekend warriors, but none of them want to do anything. So finally, when, when Rambo's out of bullets, they said, all right, get the rocket launcher. So they stand up and they shoot the rocket launcher into the, uh, the mouth of the uh, mine. And John runs deeper into the mine and the mine comes down and avalanche is down over top of the entrance. And, He's now trapped. They think he's dead. And then finally the sheriff shows back up. And here are these weekend soldiers. They're like posing like they caught this uh, 16 point buck in front of the uh, in front of the mine shaft. And they're just like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, well, we're going to have some great stories and taking pictures and all that. So they make their way down. They're all happy and everything like that. And there's his colonel, Sarah Larry. You sure? Is there a body? He says, no, we're going to go make sure we get the body. Well, inside the mine, Rambo is not dead. And he makes his way through some rat infested, rat infested mine shaft. And he makes his way through and he's coming up through and he finds his way out and he makes his way down to a road. And, uh, here comes the national guard. They're leaving trucks are going bam they're go- they're gone and he's sitting there watching and he's watching and he's watching all of a sudden he jumps on one of the trucks and uh, he gets in and there's a driver and he holds his knife up to him and says just drive just, just drive and he asks him what's in there and he goes I got an M60 and then all of a sudden you see Rambo open the door and say get out and he boots him out John takes the uh, truck and he heads off his own way and all of a sudden, the sheriff, who was now heading back up, all of a sudden, here's this soldier walking down, and he goes, 
he's alive. He's still alive. He took a truck and he has a machine gun now. So now the sheriff's like, oh, no, knowing where he's going. No, he knows he's going into town. And John does. He shows up. And uh, he he just, he lays waste. I don't want to say he lays waste to the town because he he does some damage. He does some really, some really big damage to it. And he uh, blows up a few things and he shoots up the police station. And, uh, and the sheriff, he, it's now personal to the sheriff. It really is. So he's working his way through getting into the station, knowing that, all right, this is where it's going to happen. So he grabs his gun and he gets on top there and it, and everything comes to a head. Finally, Rambo has him dead to rights and the colonel's like, stop. This is not how it ends. This is what's going on. And, and then Rambo has one of the true moments where it's like, they're all gone. I'm all that's left. Everybody's gone. Everybody's dead. I don't know what's going to go. What's going to happen? He says, well, you come out of here with me and you'll be fine. We, I'll take care of you. So Colonel and John, they make their way out. And basically, John going off to uh, uh, to, to Army Prison uh, is where the movie ends. And it's a, it's a very poignant movie. I mean, that was basically a quick rundown of a 93-minute movie. That the fact that uh, John Rambo, a man who was suffering from PTSD, and snapped because of the way he was being treated. And it was just... To me, it's one of the best movies. It's, it is the best movie in the Rambo series, if you ask me wholeheartedly. And ironically... Rambo 2 made more money and was more popular, yet 2 and 3 are two of my least favorites in the series. I don't know, kind of weird, kind of funny. So, that is First Blood. If you are anything like me on the weekends, you like to pull out the smoker or the grill, even in the dead of winter or the heat of the summer. I like to throw on some pork, some brisket, some chicken wings. It doesn't matter. But you know, barbecue sauce just does not have that kick or flavor that I want. That's why I reach for Half's Hot Sauce. What is Half's Hot Sauce, you ask? Well, let me tell you what. Half's Hot Sauce small batch company that makes all natural sauces with lots of local ingredients to Ohio. They strive to bring you a sauce that you want to use on everything from desserts to savory dishes. And not just hot sauce, they also have beef bamboo jerky and snack sticks and honey. But I'm there for the hot sauce. You can get flavors like Maine Squeeze, More Cowbell, Trippy Pickle, Pineapple, Hot Tropic, and the old Razzle Dazzle. They have other flavors too. Just so many, so many good flavors that you got to try them. They also have honey. They got Bosler's Raw Wildflower Clove Honey. You can also get it infused with habanero or ghost pepper. But let me tell you, you can go to halfshotsauce.com and you can see and check out their inventory yourselves. But on checkout, 
type in the word 80s and you'll get 5% off of your order. That's the word 80s, not 80, but I'm talking 80s. Spell it out and you'll get 5% and tell them Jay the Movie Guy sent you. Now that I have talked about the movie, let's talk about a few other things about it. First of all, a lot of people don't realize First Blood was based upon a novel written by David Morrell in 1972. There are many differences from the novel that that are not in the movie. One, the movie takes place in the state of Washington. The novel takes place in Kentucky. And he's up against the state police. The other thing is, in the book, he's only known by named by Rambo, not John Rambo. And the book is way more violent than the movie. Because if you actually watch the movie, the body count in the entire film is just one. And actually, John Rambo didn't even kill the guy. It's when he fell out of the helicopter. In the book, Rambo kills 18 people and implied a couple others. And one of the biggest differences is in the... Uh, when he's in the jail and they're getting him cleaned up and they go to shave him and he has his flashback in the book John actually gets the razor and actually as it's described as he disembowels the one deputy who's uh, who's uh, trying to shave him so the book is way more violent than the movie and then after the movie came out, David Morrell, the author, has actually said he prefers the movie and the storyline from the movie over his own novel. The other thing about uh, First Blood, it was actually considered very violent, getting it a rated R movie. However, as I said, the body count was only one. And it bounced around Hollywood for a while, too. Many directors and everything started in about 76 trying to get it brought to the theaters originally the studio was actually looking at Chris Christopherson to play Rambo Gene Hackman to play uh, the sheriff and Lee Marvin to play Troutman and other people who were offered the part to play John Rambo were also James Garner Jeff Bridges Robert De Niro Michael Douglas, Paul Newman Nick Nolte, Ryan O'Neill and believe it or not, John Travolta. But one of the biggest names that was actually attached to it was uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino actually turned the part down because he wanted to make him more like the book, more of a madman who has lost everything instead of the sympathetic soldier. So those are some pretty interesting facts about the novel. Now let's talk about Sylvester Stallone. Stallone, Joe born on July 6th of 1946. This, as I said earlier, was his first non-Rocky hit at the movie theaters. But his entire career, I mean, we all know Sylvester Stallone's career. He is from the Expendables to the Rocky movies to the Rambo movies to Demolition Man, Tango and Cash. He also has this flops, um, Stop Where My Mom Will Shoot, if you ever remember that. But as you look at him, 
through his entire career, Sylvester Stallone was nominated for three Oscars. In 2015 for Creed for Supporting Actor. And then two Oscars in 1976 for Rocky. One as actor and one as screenplay. And another interesting fact about Sylvester Stallone. He's the all-time Razzie Award champ. He has been nominated 30 times with 10 wins. His net worth is over $400 million. And if you add up the complete gross of all his movies, it comes over to over $4.1 billion. And as you turn around and you look at the Rambo movies, Rambo, uh, uh, the second movie, was the best one of the entire series, money-wise. Made $150.4 million. Rambo 3, 53.7. Then First Blood at 47.2. And then his last one, Last Blood, was 44.8. And then Rambo, where he was trying to save the missionaries, was 42.7. So as a whole, Rambo made 338,000,000.8 at the theaters. So as I said, it's this movie started an action movie icon and a, a series of five movies. But the one thing is, the first cut of First Blood was over three and a half hours long, and Sylvester Stallone himself completely hated it. Actually tried to buy the rights from the movie back from the studio just so he could destroy it and never have it seen. Well, they sat down, they rewrote, reshot, and they came up with the 93 minutes that we see now, which um, is, is an incredible movie. It's a great movie, so... It has a, a Rotten Tomato score of 85. And, uh, so, I mean, as, as a whole, it, 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 it was an incredibly fun movie. Sylvester Stallone, it made him the, the action star that he is today because Rocky is one thing. Doing a sports movie, a boxing movie is one thing. But to go out there and do the chops with the, with the guns and the uh, special effects, or not not really the special effects, a lot of them, most of them are practical, but the action scenes, the explosions and everything, Rambo actually opened up the gate for other actors too, like Sylvester Stallone to do Commando, and then later on down the lines, you had um, uh, Bruce Willis with Die Hard and and Chuck Norris, Chuck, uh, Chuck Norris and... Chuck Norris's movies and uh, Sylvester Stallone's Rambo series are, I think they parallel a lot because um, Chuck Norris right around the same time did uh, Missing in Action, which is basically somewhat the same plot as Rambo 2, going back into Vietnam to uh, save and protect and uh, rescue uh, POWs. So that's a little bit about Sylvester Stallone, the novel, and... uh, and the movie itself, how much it made, and all that. So, but one thing is though, it was uh, it was number one for three weeks. I said it opened up uh, at uh, six point six million, which was the best opening at the time for an October movie, and it was the thirteenth highest grossing of nineteen eighty two. Nineteen eighty two though, uh, Sylvester Stallone did have the number four grossing movie also in Rocky three. 
But a couple other notable movies that came out in 1982 was uh, number six movie of the year was Star Trek Wrath of Khan. And for the longest time, the king of the movie theaters for a long, long time, E.T. rolled the box office in 1982. So, with that saying, we can turn around now and see uh, a little bit what was happening in the world at the time. And then I also got a little bit of a bonus on uh, about where they came up with the name Rambo and uh, a couple myths and legends about it. Now, what was going on in the world in uh, 1982? Well, October was a uh, pretty busy month because if you go back on to October 1st, there was some big goings on in uh, Orlando, Florida. That's on, uh, when Epcot opens at Disney World. On November 30th of 1982, Michael Jackson releases Thriller the best-selling album of all time. And um, I know I personally had it on vinyl and cassette, and I probably still have it somewhere on CD, too, floating around the house somewhere. Then on October 20th, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Milwaukee Brewers four games to three in the World Series. St. Louis won the National League, with a 92 and 70 record, and the Milwaukee Brewers at the time were an American League team. Cali came out of the American League with a 95 and 67 record. So, uh, and in the ALCS, the Brewers beat the California Angels, and in the NLCS, the Cardinals beat the Atlanta Braves. So, that was that was what was going on in baseball at the time, but kind of fitting with the movie here that I'm talking about. On November 13th in Washington, D.C., the Vietnam Veterans Memorial was dedicated to the soldiers who all lost their lives. Which brings me to the next little thing I want to talk about. I know I've heard this growing up when the movies first came out was that John Rambo's name was on the wall. That's how they came up with the name. That you got to find it. There's John Rambo's on the wall. Sort of. Here's here's the interesting fact. Yes, there is a man named Rambo on the Vietnam Memorial Wall. His name is Arthur John Rambo. His name is on panel 16W, line 126. He died in Vietnam on November 26 of 1969. He was an army sergeant. So yes, there was a John Rambo. He was from Libby, Montana. And that's, from my understanding, that's not where the author came up with the name. He wasn't at the wall because the wall wasn't there when he wrote the book. The wall was only dedicated in 1982, not not back when he wrote the book in 73. So... So yes, there is a 
there is an Arthur John Rambo on the Vietnam Wall, but no, that's not where the director came up with the name. Now I'm gonna talk here a little bit, a little bit about the Vietnam conflict. It was a conflict. It was not a war. It was never called a war. Yet the amount of bloodshed and everything that was going on with the Vietnam War was 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 the, it was all it was the first battles that were brought to us over the television. TV stations were sending cameramen there to film and show what was going on. Partially because I think they wanted to drum up support for the draft and sending people over there. And and I think it backfired because people now at home at the 6 o'clock and the 11 o'clock news were seeing the atrocities that were going on. And you can't fault the soldiers for it because they were they were following orders. They were doing what they were told to do. They were drafted in these positions. But it was a war from North and South Vietnam and it was a conflict that we we were a part of that killed so many Americans not just there in the in the fields of Vietnam but coming home coming home with the fact that they were called child killers and they were looked down upon and they had a hard time getting jobs and how as a, as a country as a whole I mean I wasn't alive at the time but they they sh- they were putting him putting the soldiers down and calling them baby killers and and all that when they should have been embraced and saying hey can we help you what do you need because the soldiers were having such a hard time uh, getting back into society that at one point they get they estimated uh, that 42 percent of all homelessness were veterans and the suicide rate of veterans even today is almost twice the amount of what of, of uh, non veteran people and men veteran men are so much higher that uh that now we know that they were dealing with uh, PTSD and they were bringing these night terrors and what they did there they couldn't just turn it off because they these soldiers were trained to go in, do a job, but when the job's over, they weren't trained to turn it off. There was no, there was no mental health there at the time. It was like, okay, just go home. You'll be fine. Go back into work. And they couldn't do it. And I've noticed now that now today, more mental, mental health is, uh, it, it's there more in the forefront, especially with COVID and everything going on, and people are they're stressing over everything, and that now I've noticed that the military is doing a better job. Still not the best, but they're doing a better job of helping the soldiers. And it's obvious now, as you watch First Blood, that John Rambo was suffering from PTSD. He even had the flashbacks. He and he just he just wanted help he just wanted he wanted to understand what was going on and as i said we weren't there as a as a whole as a country there to support the soldiers and they came home and they were lost i mean 
drug addiction to soldiers and uh, spousal abuse because they didn't know how to control their anger and alcoholism and suicide and homelessness and just that some soldiers actually figured it was better to to do a crime to go to jail where they were in a prison cell where they were stuck with order and they had to follow rules I mean it was it was a hard time for our soldiers coming home but you flash forward to the Gulf War realizing what was going on with the TV and the media now that they put a better they put another spin on the war that was going on in the Gulf in, in the 90s that the fact that they even made trading cards you could get trading cards from the Gulf War I'll trade you my Blackhawk for your tank or my stealth bomber or for a Colin Powell and it was just now when I was I mean when they were out it was like oh that's cool that's kind of funny but now as an adult you sit back and you think about it and you're like that's 100% pure propaganda just to try to keep the public behind this war and what was going on so and as you as you look back though I mean even then they were still trying to sugarcoat it because it wasn't until later when they really started the army really started going with the uh, with the therapy and the talk and the PTSD and helping the soldiers because I actually had a friend of mine who was in Afghanistan, not Afghanistan, in Iraq and Kuwait and all that. And he, he told me, he said, what you saw on TV was nothing that was going on there. It was a hundred times worse. But what they showed everybody back here on TV was, hey, we're winning, we're kicking, we're kicking their butt and all this and everything like that. But he told me a different story that he just couldn't live with anymore and eventually in the mid 90s he actually took his own life after he came home and and, I mean he was drinking he was just trying to not remember what he was doing and he took his own life so that the soldiers even even in the 90s and the early 2000s and dealing with all this is that that now the mental awareness we, we, we still need to do more as a society. And I can go on this. I can talk about this for, for a while, but I, I don't want to. I just want to put it out there that you can obviously tell in First Blood that John Rambo is suffering from PTSD. And they kind of play on it in Rambo 2 and Rambo 3. And then they give it a break and everything like this and but when Rambo 4 and 5 came out, you could still see he was never really truly fixed. So, and that's how I see with soldiers today, is that um, they're there, and they need help, they need support, and I can see it more as a country now today that we are offering it, and we are giving it to them. So, so here, I'll get off my soapbox now and quit talking about this, but, uh, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast this week. Um, in two weeks, I'll be back. We're going to go into 1983 debating between two movies right now, but, uh, it should be interesting. It's going to be fun. So in about two weeks, I'll be back with eighties action pod until then 
Nanu Nanu, live long and prosper, and may the force be with you.